What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, is the one and only little brother, Jace. How you doing, bro, Shot? Doing good, bro. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So, I told you last time that, you know, my dear cousin and your dear cousin got me onto a new show, and I'm starting to think that I'm going to make him my official, you should watch this show. So, he's been going, hey, you need to watch The Last Kingdom for probably about three months now. And I finally decided, all right, you know, I'm watching stuff. I'm sitting at home. I can't really get out and do much. I'm going to watch Clone Wars. I'm going to go through Star Wars. And he was like, come on, man. If you're watching Clone Wars again, watch The Last Kingdom. So I finally was like, all right, I'm going to watch the show, see what it's all about. And so glad I listened to him again because this show has been amazing. I am two episodes away from the series finale, but Netflix has a movie coming out in April that's going to continue the story. So I'm very excited about that. And I'd say that if I had watched this before Game of Thrones, I don't think I would have gotten past Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Huh. Uh, I, as I, I'm working from home, I also decided, all right, you guys both said this is a good show, so I picked it up too. And I'm... Basically, I'm plowing through the first season, and it's been a really good show. What? Now, what's making it such a good show to you? Because our character is, our hero is not flawless. Again, I think that's always one of our, my biggest problems with new TV shows is you can't have your um, lead hero being Mary Sue. Let's, let's put the rat on the table. It's typically the women characters who are flawlessly perfect well the whole the idea initially said was like kind of luke skywalker was mary sue <sighs> and i'm like that's not accurate how is that it's even like, possible it's like the dude got his hand chopped <laughs> i mean <laughs> the active i mean when we first see him he's getting punked out by storm i mean by sand people he's getting shoved at a bar to the floor because he can't even handle himself i mean he is constantly not i mean like if in the in the Mary Sue version of that, he would have flipped over and kicked all of the Sand People and grabbed Three PO before he fell to the ground using some untapped force that he never knew existed. And then when he sees Ben Kenobi, you're Obi Wan Kenobi. You knew my dad. Okay, you got me. Let me tell you exactly why I knew him, man. You know that's how that would have played out. And then in Star Wars in the bar, he would have flipped Doctor Everson and then ripped his arm off with the force of him just flipping him. He wouldn't need Han Solo to come through. He would have just, when Obi-Wan was starting to get distracted, he would use the force and pulled him back so Darth Vader didn't kill him. And he would have escaped anyway. And Han wouldn't need to come to rescue him because he'd just shoot it perfect on his well, first he, shot. He would have told Han to get out of the cockpit. I can, I can fly this thing better than you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that would have definitely been. Yeah, that would have been obnoxious. Thankfully, Luke is not that kind of character. But yeah. And you, you bring up an excellent point. And I will go one further that in The Last Kingdom, there are tons of women characters and not a one of them is treated like this perfect, you can never do no wrong. The characters, and this is something that I think you and I both were annoyed constantly with while we watched Supergirl. She needed propping up every five minutes. Everybody telling her how great she was. Yet she never really did anything that needed propping up because she was already awesome. I think in uh, there the character the lead character has a 
myriad of nicknames for you know people who respond to him because he's such a he's not like 80s action hero screw up but he's like hey you probably should do this and everyone kind of berates him like hey here's a better way you can do this learn from experience and you can be better than what you are right now and i think that is a lot of what's missing from tv shows like our heroes are not flawless and movies we are, are all I mean our it's like we should look at our heroes and superheroes as reflection of us. We aren't perfect, but we can get there. We can get better. And I think that is, even just looking at these first, like five or six episodes, like everyone keeps telling me, hey, you know if you just had patience or just had a little bit of tact, we wouldn't be here. And it's like, you can see as a young man, he's like, yeah, I'm impetuous. I got, you know, I'm full of spitting fire. But it's like, just simmer that down a little bit and we'll get so much further. And it's like a really refreshing thing. And like the women are very, they're not out of the women characters. None of them have been like one of the, his girlfriend at the time, I mean, for the first five episodes or so forth, she is not treated as any, like she's always a very big part of stuff. She's always doing stuff, but she's again, not flawless either. She has her like, hey, I got my opinions. I don't know if you're going the right way. And since, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But, yeah. They, they they make good common sense choices that don't turn you off like maybe like um, Game of Thrones could have and it'd be like, really? You really think I'm... You think I'm really that invested and I'm not going to jump if you do something like this? Like Red Wedding. It's like, you're pushing it. And we, I, I, we had to get talked off the ledge for quitting the show after the wedding. Red yeah. Wedding. like, gosh, you guys are X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, but you guys, they pushed it. <laughs> And I think the big thing with Game of Thrones was from the Red Wedding to, I think, and that was midway season three, I felt like not until the end of season five did I feel like the good guys were starting to get some momentum. And, okay, maybe y'all can turn the tide of this thing. Because I just felt like it was such a slog of, of, like, it felt like the Negan Savior's run of Walking Dead, where it's just the bad guys constantly getting beat down. And it's just like, this is no fun. I'm not enjoying this. Mm-hmm. And and when you said it, I really I instantly got transported back to Empire Strikes Back. If you put Empire Strikes Back in TV form, that's probably what it would look like. And it would everybody would be like, "Dang, are good guys ever gonna win again? Dang, go uh, I'm gonna have, I'm I'm gonna have to fight you now. I'm, gonna, I'm not. We're gonna have to fight. See, the the beauty of Empire was the good guys kept getting a little victory, but the bad guys kept punching him harder in the face. So, hey, we'll, we'll we'll get rescued after you fought this wampa that scratched and shard your face up. But the Empire's coming. And we're going to finally take down two or three of these walkers, but we're going to blow up the shield, and then we're going to invade the base. We're going to escape Hoth, but Darth Vader's coming after you. <laughs> and oh, I'm learning to be a Jedi, but I'm too cocky, and I, I think I know what's going on, and I need to... And I really would love to finish my training, but shoot, now my friends are getting tortured for me. I got to go save them. Ha, I did come around to kind of save them, but now I lost my hand. And now my friends have to save me. It was like, it was, it was a back and forth. And I think that's what I love so much about Empire. It's not just the good guys. Ha, it's not the bad guys the whole time. It's, it's the only movie to me where it's this back and forth where the good guys think they've got 
two steps ahead of the villains but then the villains like actually we're now three steps ahead of you and we're coming back for you so it just leads, that's why that cliffhanger to me is so good because it's like oh yeah they're gonna get Han and then it's gonna be on and Luke is gonna have his remastered Darth Vader and he's gonna beat him this time and you know we don't know how that's gonna play out but it's just like oh yeah it's, it's about to be on it's that hope that you still get from the end of Star Wars knowing that they've got to make things right but they didn't they didn't come away with this one with the big win we blew up the Death Star yay us this is very much a oh you wait and see they're getting better and they're going to come for you harder okay with teddy bear killers okay but in game of thrones there was always a time oh we got those little small victories but then like oh wow you know um not uh i've seen one when i say uh theon's about to get away but he's not and chip 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 snap snip 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 Sansa's oh, gosh, married a prince. Yeah. Oh wait, it's still Ramsey, and he's Ramsey. So I think, it, I think in, again, I'm I, I'm sticking with my point. And you can see here, but I think uh, Last Kingdom. I haven't seen that, and even if it was, I still I I'm still like okay, this is something new that I am kind of invested in. Like all right, let's see where this goes. Like this hasn't been trash. In, in fairness. I'm almost done, and you're five or six episodes in of a five series <laughs> season series. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I, full I, of optimism, you know, it, it happens. No, I'm just saying that I think you're going to lean a little bit harder on my end as you continue progressing with the show. Okay. Yeah. So, let's talk about another show that doesn't need convincing from either one of us The Mandalorian. This, uh, I feel like this episode was so good. I'm kind of puzzled at the complaints of this season. One of my buddies was saying it's Star Wars in general. It's kind of all over the place. And he raised a really good point that they have zero need to progress any storyline or subplot that will lead us to the sequel trilogy. I don't know where my boy stands on the sequel trilogy. You and I both are like, <laughs> that's effectively where the story stops. Whatever endpoint we can get to before then, that's when it's over. Because there's too much character assassination for me to go down that path. I'm super Padme there. You're going down a path I can't follow. And I'm not. Yeah, it's... They're doing basically the backstory to potentially the First Order, which was necessary before any of us said this doesn't make sense. Now, I think we talked earlier, even if you make the first movie make perfect sense, the second one kills it right. <laughs> so it exactly. does it's, it's one of those it's easier to actually kill this whole thing off than it is to act like it happens. Like cause you can make this great story and even you can bring in the stuff from the video game to actually make it make sense. But the second movie loses it. Yeah. And it's like that now like oh well there's this young kid with a broom and he's force sensitive and he's gonna be the new hero but we'll never see him again Uh, yeah there was it was and then you could almost not see the second movie and just go from force awakens to uh, the rise of skywalker and not trash yeah and, and not you would be like what's happening but you also wouldn't feel like I mean, I think it's more confusing going from watching the second one to the third one because, like, what? Wait, what? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you can't. You can't. What is it? Uh, square that circle at all? It's just 
It's not possible. Square it. You can beat your head against the wall, but it's not possible. You can't fill in the gaps. So, oh, here's we're gonna have to make this TV show to make <laughs> two make sense, and then we're gonna make this third connection that makes three make sense. Like you, you if you can make that, I got a oh man, I, I got millions of I, there's political problems you need to solve before you can actually write this. If you can make that happen, like no. Nah. Yeah, but, next they're gonna make fetch happen. But I think one thing about the Clone Wars that was so cool, I didn't feel like Attack of the Clones needed supplementary material to get me to Revenge of the Sith. But Clone Wars was like, we got you. And they populated so much of the story that gave us the war of the Clone Wars and provided so much reason, so many more reasons to care about characters, their relationships, those background Jedi that we only see in the movies have actual subplots so when they get killed and gunned down it's like oh man y'all suck five seconds in Palpatine's office what happened yeah you were the man like right I mean that was because they were fighting in W.O. style against Sting you you next you next you next as opposed to like going at him at once but anyway yeah it would have but Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's what I, I think was so cool about the Clone Wars. And I feel like Mandalorian doesn't need to speed up, advance anything to tie into the sequel trilogy. Because then the obvious question is, well, where the heck was Din Djarin, Bo-Katan, when the First Order was rising? Where was Grogu? Because those characters are so much better than anything that happens in that sequel trilogy. And if you're going to do that, then we could just go to an alternate timeline. We could have Doctor Strange pop up at the end of Mandalorian and be like, yo, I'm taking you a totally different timeline. And that one's totally going to be different from the sequel trilogy. You ready? I mean, there is still those walls of time uh, from Star Wars Rebels. I think they they didn't mess with the quote-unquote multiverse, but there's an avenue for that. And I think if they... You almost have to basically say, hey, we'll we'll stick to it. We'll try and populate it to a point. And then we'll see how long you guys last. Basically, like, if this was DC, they're going to be like, hey, yo, yeah, we're totally going to get to the Snyderverse as long as you're here. But when you're gone, we're getting rid of it. And I think that's what they need to almost do. It's like, hey, we can make this. We can, we can only make this make sense to a point. There's nothing we can do to make this story right. Yeah, because it can't retroactively fix movies. Yeah. Just basically like we have to flashpoint this movie. I mean it's this <laughs> sequel trailer. We We're have to flashpoint it. Flesh it. Yeah. And go from there, it's like, hey, you know, all these great heroes, it didn't happen. Like Leia was running the Galactic Empire. I mean I mean sorry, was running the New Republic. Uh <laughs> there was no reason for a first order of the Empire. Han is not a deadbeat daddy and Je- Jedi Master Luke is not lame. So yeah, like, that's funny when you just say all that like that it's like you, you put all that out there and it's like oh, gosh single trilogy really did a disservice to the characters in addition to the fans of those characters to an extent where it's like no 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 Mando you don't have you don't need to go there at all just keep giving us these cool stories with this group of Mandalorians and hey if you want to throw in Luke cameos or Soka cameos or Rebels cameos we're all for it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's in, I, I think as soon as I was watching this episode, like seeing like Zarb, I mean, Zeb there, I was like, 
oh wow it's like okay bring, that's the kind of cameo that's the kind of stuff i really enjoy seeing like bringing all of the rest of the star wars universe back to us and again give me and i will say this 100 give me heir to the empire and after that if i cut myself <laughs> off from star wars i'm okay because i got that great story there like i can't get you to you know rise of the crap but i can definitely get you to empire rise i mean you know empire i mean uh heir to the empire sign me to f up like i'm i'm all in yeah I, I, and i'm kind of like a lot of times pass can't do it but now i'm like you know i was perfectly fine with the luke skywalker we got in mandalorian and book of boba fett and you know they did amazing work with Darth Vader's voice and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was like, oh my gosh, this is James Earl Jones, but it's not. That's amazing. And but it is. I mean, yeah. It's like, the rights to it, they know how to use it now. Like, yeah. I think there's a point. It's like, hey, we, I mean, especially if you are committed to doing an Indiana Jones 5 with a old Harrison Ford and using deep, basically old footage slash deep fake. I think there's there's enough avenue that we can do this. I'm just it's like we can it's like if you go on the internet, I mean any YouTube uh, video, you can see like oh here's how this deep fake would look perfect, and it's like yeah we should just do it. Let's yeah. go. Because I feel like Heir to the Empire is a great great Star Wars story, and they have the technology now to make that happen. I'm all for it. I guess this is a, a thing where Carrie Fisher is the only one her estate would have to be like, yes, go for it. Let's do it. And we've already seen okay. Princess Leia in Rogue One yeah. and they did They did keep her around for more of gosh, what, what was that second? The Force Awakens is the uh, gosh, last, rise the last of Jedi. Yes, the last Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker. No. Which is weird because Ellie Lord doesn't seem like she's like, no, you can never use it. It's almost like, yeah, you can use it. So I think they probably be like, hey, here's our story. We're not going to crap on her. We're not yeah. going to make her Mary Poppins. Right. Go. She's Is awesome. that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And um, she, you're right. She is involved with Star Wars. Oh, that's the other thing. So apparently we're going to get some news on movies before I get back to Mandalorian. We're going to get some movies coming at the new Star Wars celebration. What's your level of excitement on these? Excitement? No, I, I really don't. I don't want... I mean, it's almost like the idea is like if you guys do movies are you going to touch uh what is that like the sequel trolley we don't want you to continue it's a, it's like we really want you to more keep us far far away like a galaxy away from those trilogies and then you say not nah, didn't happen and we're like, oh shoot oh no oh i'm crying in tears no we're really not so we want that don't get us anything that acts like that was the thing. And if you guys, oh yeah, we're gonna announce a new trilogy with Ray and Finn and Poe, and everybody's gonna be like, Ugh. like don't don't deflate our, our our emotions like that by announcing new movies. Like you guys have the TV, <laughs> stay there. Like so we don't have to think about you guys screwing up movies. I mean, I would be on board if one of those movies was say Solo Two, or they're not gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, but I, that's the kind of thing I would be excited about seeing. I don't yeah. care about a Lando movie at this point. Um, I don't know. I mean, if they decided, let's go way, way back, do a Nice of the Old Republic movie, 
maybe that could work or be interesting, but there's just, there's a finite amount of space between, or from Return of the Jedi and any continuation of the Star Wars story saga I want to see. And that's right before whenever they start doing the sequel trilogy buildup. Well, here's the funny, I mean, here's the weird thing. It's like the nice of the Old Republic era is almost populated with the video game on Xbox. And it's like, unless you're going to do that, A, which is crazy. But if you do, you're going to piss off people. So don't do it. It's easier just not to do it. Um, and then the MMO games, like, you don't don't mess with this. So then your best option is to go way, way in the future. What and if they did a movie of my guy Starkiller? And I can't remember those movie, the game series, Force Unleashed. I think that's what it was. Sam Whitworth. He'd love to be in a movie. I'd love to see him in a Star Wars movie. I'd watch that. We know we can work around Darth Vader now with Kenobi technology. And I'm sure Ian McDermott would be like, sure, I'll show up. Yeah. They could do a Cal Kessis. Last Survivor movie. I'd be on board with that, too. So there's things they could do that I'd be excited about. But you need... It's, it's like the thing is like most times in the movies we need to tread new ground to get to new characters new merchandise versus i mean it's like the weird thing is like star wars is unlike comic book movies where we don't use the source material like star wars the movies are the source material and then everything else flows from it just like the force like i think you would want to try and do that but I, I'm thinking if you if you did like say come up with a Star Killer movie, yeah, you'd be making bank. I mean, it's like just just run that like Force Unleashed. Yeah, you're gonna make some bank. I just, I mean, it's there, and I don't think anything has happened in continuity and live action things that totally wipe that story out. Yeah. So, just a, just a thought out there, Disney Star Wars heads. But let's talk about this episode of The Mandalorian because I feel like this season has been really fun and the viewership has been down and people are trying to figure out if that's just because this season of Mandalorian sucks. I think it's just more effective. This season of Mandalorian started in March and March Madness has been exceptional and everybody who's not watching it on Wednesday probably wouldn't go back around to it to watch it during the weekend because these games have been stellar even though they obliterated nuke burned buried unburied and then burned my bracket again it's all good because that's the fun of march madness but wow so we got the the pirates coming back through to navarro bombing everything grief cargo now this was my one little sticky part of the whole episode why did he not call out for mando (laughs) that would have been my first call not to the republic because technically mando turned him down well, I mean, he may want some help. I mean, it's not like, hey, I, I need you to, to do that. I mean, hey, you and I, we have beef with these pirates because we shot them. Can I, can, can I call on you again? That's yeah. the only thing. But, you know, I like Cap Carson. I think he's a really great character. And I love seeing a prominent Asian character in Star Wars. And he's just hanging out, chilling, doing his thing. I love him. I love the actor that plays him. He's so cool. And... I love the fact that he is one of the characters like the Empire is not gone away. 
we need to start preparing for him. And everybody else has their head in the sand, like, oh, it's fine, it's great. We've been, we've been to Emperor, yeah, yeah. We're, we're done. Yeah, well, I mean, that, 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 yeah, that we have a celebration on Endor, come that, on, that should mark the end of it, where you know, the Emperor's gone and gone, never to be heard or return again. Yeah, Tim Meadows' character is pretty funny. I mean, I feel like he is the exact office stew she's just there killing time and like ah, i got time for this they can I handle mean, this on me he's perfect bureaucracy not actually thinking of what this means yeah. it's like his his idea is just i'm pushing paper i can't be dealing with the digging into why you said these things right i think the viewership is down a little bit because a lot of a lot of shows the focus has not been truly on mando and grogu it's been building the rest of the Star Wars universe. And I think that's what's probably pissing people off a little bit. It's like, well, I don't want I don't want to get to the sequel trilogy. So <laughs> don't 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 give me stuff that actually makes it kinda more likely. Like, cause chances are I probably watch Bad Batch and I'm like, wait, you guys are trying to make this crap happen. Stop it. And like just oh man, like can we just focus on Grogu? Grogu only gets like two scenes in here. You know, he's not as extra cute as he is, and probably that hurts it. Uh, Mando is definitely... We kind of... We're seeing the actual problem with Mando. I mean, uh, Jindarden. Uh, he's not a leader. He's a follower. And it's like, wait, our hero, you know, protagonist is literally taking way more orders. He's not... He doesn't have this independent streak. He's literally a follower. It's like... Oh, this is not really what I'm used to in my hair. I think he's more of a loner. And he just kind of is like, I guess I should belong because that's what I've done. And here's my avenue to get back in with the good graces with the crew. I may do my own thing, but I don't, I feel. He's never really been. And he's like, well, I mean, other than when he was actually a straight up bounty hunter, but he was still taking, he was still taking order from the boss, uh, the armorer. He was like, yeah, whatever you do for the guilt, those Bounty Hunter Guild, it comes back to us. We get we get our cut. We got to wet our beat. This is the way. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of like, dang, really? And then I think your um, Star Wars Rebels and um, Star Wars Clone Wars folks are loving Bo-Katan. And it's like, <laughs> wow, we are getting Bo-Katan. And we were actually kind of like, and Bo-Katan is always one of like kind of this really interesting character because it's like, she has had those character arcs. She's been good, bad, but we always understand her. And it's like, oh, wow. And it's like, wow, we're getting a live action Bo-Katan. But like, oh, wait, are you trying to make her the heroine of the show when I really wanted you guys to make Din Djarin and like somehow him to wield the dark saber and him to be the leader? And that's not where this is looking like it's going. I don't, I think I don't care about him being the leader. I think I like... Dinjarin more as the Snake Eyes slash Wolverine of this Mandalorian squad. I don't, I don't, I never would want Snake Eyes or Wolverine to lead the Joes slash X Men. I prefer him being the cool, like, oh yeah, Mando's about to go do his thing now, you know, as opposed to follow me, fellow Mandalorians. That's not him. I don't want to see him in that role anyway. He's more of a, I'll gather some random misfits, I'll get Grief Karga, IG 11. Cara dude. And we'll go do some stuff. You want some speeder bike guys? <laughs> and I think the deal with Grogu is the deal with any kid in the show. 
there's only so much you can do with said kid because the cuteness factor eventually fades and it's kind of like, well, look, he's still cute. Yeah, okay, but what else you got? So I think they're doing the smart thing and not overexposing Grogu. They're just letting him have his little moments and not making us go, oh gosh, please stop with the Grogu. We're over it. Oh my gosh, Grogu's talking. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, yeah they're, I think they're pacing their use of him very well. And Bo-Katan is a character who will take her helmet off and has been converted to this old school way of thinking with the Mandalorians. And now it's like, nah, actually, you can be the bridge between both communities. So that had me excited because it's like, okay, we're going to see Axwell's Costa Reeves back in this thing again, helmets off, chilling, doing their thing. That's exciting. And Mando. way, And I can bring it all together. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Like, I think all of us wanted to, like, every one of the old Mandalorians we saw before, we're like, yeah, bring them back. Like, we want to see uh, almost like this Mandalorian culture from basically Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars. We want to see them come back. But it's how, what is your vehicle to make it happen? It's like, I think what they're doing with Mando is they're making him the old Boba Fett from the original trilogy where he doesn't have to be up front and talking the whole time. He's just doing the thing. And it's like, oh, that guy's so cool. And they would hurt Boba Fett in some eyes to some fans in the book of Boba Fett was he was not that same guy. He was grown. He's mature. He evolved. He wasn't this cool, calculating bounty hunter that so many of us just were like, this character who says like five lines in the whole movie is so cool. So I think that's been a thing with him. And they're trying to be very deliberate with both how they handle Mando and Grogu so as not to make people turn on those characters because they're still the center of this Disney Plus Star Wars universe. And they can, they can afford to spend time with Bo-Katan and build her up. Especially, and I feel like because of the way they've done Bo-Katan's arc, I don't miss Cara Dune. I think that was really smart because it's like, we don't need Cara. We've got Bo-Katan and she's cool anyway and she's not super perfect as a character and I think that's worked out pretty well for him. Yeah, it was, it was a nice coup getting creating the book, I mean live action Bo-Katan and I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to quibble a little bit because it's like I want to see Quibble away. I, I, want, I want to see I, I want to, it means like I want to see more uh, Din Djarin and Grogu like A, you guys aren't Mandalorian, quote unquote, because you're never. I mean, you guys are both foundling, so do some stuff like you guys can go on those random missions to the random planet to help them against uh, stormtroopers and stuff like that. It's like we don't want to see you completely integrated with the stuff. We want to see like, yo, go like, hey, armor, I need you. Hey, Dinjar, I need you to go to this world, go find some resources. There might be a foundling over there. Go find him. It's like. We, it, it would almost be better, like, okay, he's going to build Mandalorian and by getting these random foundlings and, you know, hey, we might have seen Ashwell, we might have seen Kari Reeves, like, bringing those guys in one by one. And that's what we want versus, hey, Bo-Katan is the bridge. Like, she's going to be with you all the time. It's like, but, yeah, she's cool, but... Uh, and don't... And don't... And, and, you know, sometimes don't pigeonhole. I mean, don't bring us the sequel trilogy. We don't want it. Please don't. <laughs> so I think 
what's interesting is what you're talking about. I think you have like a better approach, but I feel like we would get more of what we get in the Bad Batch, where they're just random episodes that do not matter. Where it's like, hey, here's an RPG quest for you guys to do. Okay, we'll spend two episodes yes. here. And it's like, ah, next episode, <laughs> this didn't matter. When I'm putting together my list of essential Bad Batch episodes, this won't be on it. Yeah, um, but it, I know it's like in new TVs, we have these really tight episodes that aren't the filler episodes, but it's like, if we're going to do four or five seasons of this, like, what's our end game? Like, what is, and it can't be sequel trilogy. You got to give me something else. It's got to be building to something else. Like, what is, is Dinjarin the king of the Mandalore? Is he Mandalore? Or is he still the foundling trying to find his way? Like, if you say, hey, right, we're going to build him up to be this awesome character, we're going to make we're going to make him X-Men. I mean, Wolverine in the X-Men movies. Or are we going to make him, <laughs> you know, Gosh, probably no. Wolverine in the comic book? Gosh, we got to no. figure that out. Like us not knowing is kind of making us the viewer impatient. See, I think for me with Mandalorian in particular, I don't care. I'm fine with the way they're rolling out the story. I don't need I don't even need to speculate what their what the end game is with Dinjarin. I'm fine because I know because they introduced Grogu, they're going to have to end it before the sequel trilogy because then we just go, Where's Grogu? Where's Dinjarin? Where's Bogatan stopping this from happening? And that's gonna have a bad ending, which I don't think is going to endear anyone to the sequel trilogy those especially who don't like those sets of movies anyway. It's like, really? You got rid of Grogu, Mando, Bo-Katan for this crap? This this sucks even more now. I think that's where they're going to have to be very careful of trying to weave this story together and like, look, this awesome thing that you like is connected to this thing that you've already said how often you hate. Where's the scissors? Scissor me! Alright. You want me to be rational, but I can't be. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I, I won't, I'm only there's a part of me that's like give me bring my man down Gregor like and make him make it happen like, just digitally the insert best. them into the movie we'll just have we'll just have Finn Poe and Ray re-record some dialogue and we'll get rid of everything that doesn't make sense like killing off Han uh, you mean the whole movie oh sure. <laughs> it's like, like the, again, the Force Awakens is it terrible I feel like that was a good movie because it was basically Force Star Wars. A rehash. Yeah, that's and as why. As soon as we got out of the movie, we like, yo, this is a rehash. Like, we know it. You, you should. It's like when I literally like watching on, and like I see it on uh, TNT or TBS. It's like the audience score is ninety four. Yes, of course it's a ninety four. It's freaking Star Wars with the same characters. Of course you love it. Like, it's not a groundbreaking new movie. It's literally the same freaking movie you saw when you were growing up on sci-fi. My gosh, this is awesome. Yes, it's the same dang movie. Well, if, if Luke took over the Millennium Falcon from Han, but yeah, and got a hug from some stranger that she has, that he has no oh idea. Oh my god, who I'm so sorry that you <laughs> lost this man. You've never actually know his last name. Oh, hey Chewie, how you doing, bro? Trash. <laughs> so bad. The disrespect. That was one thing that carried on from the first film. The disrespect to Chewbacca, which <laughs> is hey, far Ch- worse. Would you like a consolation medal? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. So, all right. So, Mandalorian was good. I love that drop down scene when, because we saw that in the trailer where they're in the cargo ship and they just drop down in Navarro. That was awesome. And the action in this was, I felt like it was super Star Wars. 
And I love seeing the dogfights when they're not in space. That's cool. That's something different that we don't normally get from Star Wars films or movies or TV shows. And it was just really fun seeing that. And I love the salacious crumbs species going, yo, these dudes who are harassing us, they're right over there. Get them. And Paz Vizsla came through with a big chain repeating machine gun. But then the armor came through and from behind. I love that. That was like her bad tale Luke Skywalker moment in this episode where she was just like, I'm coming through and I don't even need a gun. I don't need a lightsaber. I got my tools. They're multifunctional. I'll beat you down with them. It's like, you saw what I can do to stormtroopers with these things. Like, your pirates ain't nothing. I also like how Kree, um, he's like, we had the music change when he was actually like, after Mando made the speech, like, hey, we should rally. He's like, Nah, hold on for a second. And then they changed the music a little bit. So like, oh, he's about to be that Captain Buzzkill. And then he changes up like, nah, this is the way. It was like, yeah, all right. That oh. was that was really great. Anybody else have anything? Yeah, I got something to say. I was like, of course you do. <laughs> I was like, you right, you've, you've been like a hater, but you've had some career. You're, you've had some character growth. And I really loved how it was very consistent because there's some shows where it's like, come on, dude, what are you doing? They looked out for you just last episode. No, he was okay, like, yeah. I got you. This, this wasn't written by CW writers who didn't remember. <laughs> watch the last episode. Exactly. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah, so that was really cool. And I love that now they win the day, they beat the pirates off, they kill a boy. And Grief is like, welcome. Thank you. You're heroes to us. We, we you know, welcome to your new home. And the Mandalorians are like, man, it was like, Thank you. That's all we need sometimes. Just like the heroes getting there, due respect and appreciation, and them reciprocating. Now, let's, now yeah, it's funny. Would you have thought if you didn't know the episode count? Would you think this was like a season finale? Absolutely. I mean, I wrote in my review that even On if this was thank you very much. I wrote that if this was five episodes, and was like, listen, the season's just five episodes. Deal with it. We've already got season four in the works, so. This is just part one. I'd been fine with it. Even right down to the final scene. I'd been like, oh man, I can't wait till next season. I wouldn't have been like, man, this is five episodes and this is what you gave us? Nope. Perfectly satisfied. And I like that this episode also removed any trace of ambiguity with Elliot Kane. We know very clearly now she's a hater, still under the Imperial banner. Like, oh, let me come in here and squash Captain Carson's plan here. Ooh, you can help the rebels, and I probably shadedly told them exactly where Grandma Th- uh, Thrawn is. I mean, uh, Moff Gideon. Gideon is. Ooh, don't want that. Yeah, don't worry. I'm oh, used. I'm bad. used to that. I was like, see, this is that's that's quality stuff there, and but that end scene, I was like, no, don't you bastards, don't better you better not kill off Captain Carson. <laughs> I will write a very stern email. It was it was Whoa. all good. It was like coming up on the ship. It's like, oh no, they're about to blast him. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was so like, no, you can't. But, but, hey, my, my transmission's getting jammed. Yeah, huh? like, Stop uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I so knew that shoot. was coming. Like, yeah. he just, as soon as he turns his lights on, it's like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> I, was like, uh, I was like, oh, no blaster. Great. But it was even better because I feel like maybe outside of Attack of the Clones where we had a mystery going on, like who has set up this clone army? Who killed Sam Wessel? Are these cloners on Kamino shady, as shady as they appear? Or are they just totally innocent? 
I loved that it was this. Uh, let me send my probe out because I still can't see what's going on. Uh, shoot. What were the laws on this? This is Moff Gideon's transport. He never made it to trial. Oh, no. Hey, there's something else in here. What is it? It's Beskar armor. Does that mean the Mandalorians have turned? Or does that mean that Moff Gideon was rescued by a Mandalorian? Or, I mean, it's like adding the, the reason why we're not going to see the Mandalorians later on, quote unquote, is because the New Republic doesn't know they got set up. And they, because they're thinking, oh yeah, we're, the world's hunky-dory, we're pushing paper, Empire's gone, and don't understand the underlying first threat. See, my problem with the whole thing is the First Order really, really needs Han, Luke, and Leia, and Lando to do absolutely nothing, to be totally uninvolved with everything that they help create. Like, for the moment, because this stuff is act, asking us to go, after Return of the Jedi, they went home, pieced off, pieced out, turned their phones off, never to hear from anybody associated with the Rebellion again. And they're drinking, they're having random stuff. They're, they're, they're not paying attention. They're literally living a life of luxury. The Galactic, uh, M, I mean, uh, the Republic, just, New Republic just gives them, you know, anything they want. They're gorging themselves. They're yeah. fat they're, out they're of They're the timeshare. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, they're just, they're, they're on timeshare world. Whatever timeshare world is in, in, in the Galactic and in, in the Republic, that's where they are. And they have no phone service and, like, peace out, homie. Lando! More beers! Woohoo! <laughs> More gold forty fives, if you please. Alright, so let's let's see here. Um the Batman sequel. We're getting some more news on that. Now they've already brought out the Riddler. <sighs> Joker. <sighs> they could have done a lot better job with Riddler. I just so that was so weird. Joker. We got a tease of Joker. And so, there are two rumors, two, how ironic, of the villains for the Batman. Care to take a swing at them? One you probably would think, and the other is so far off off the norm for this take of Batman that I'm surprised it's even being discussed. But it's the first never-before-seen Batman villain in a live-action format. Okay. Professor Pig. No. But Professor Pig would be such a smart choice of a villain for Matt Reeves' take of the Batman because Professor Pig just wears a pig mask. He's crazy. He's demented. He creates these doll automatums. And that would make for nice creepy villains in his pocket of the Batman universe. It's totally separate from the other one. And that could work because he's like a serial killer basically anyway. And they could do more of that Seven-style Batman that they enjoyed so much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, easy one was Two Face. Yep. Um, which um, King is. Uh, you know, because he loves Christopher cool. Nolan's Batman so much, so Two Face in the second one, of course. Yeah, I uh, know. Why doesn't anyone veto this crap? Like, do y'all see it, when it's floated out there, other than just a rumor, you just say no. No, do not use anything to Chris Nolan. Like, oh, he did joke. I don't care. Like, you, he, he's off limits. Like, use Penguin. Congratulations. Like, Batman has so... Like, like are you going to use Calendar Man? No. Okay. Like, use somebody who's not in a film. And we can vote. Don't bring Killer Croc out here. <laughs> then we had him questionably in Suicide Squad. Like, 
bring somebody new. All right, um, they've got somebody new. Okay. A classic uh, ass villain. Zeus. No. Maxi Zeus, no. <laughs> no. Okay. It's like a this is like a real credible bad guy. Let's see if I can give you one clue. Yeah. Um actor. Mobster or psycho? Neither. Neither, Commander. Oh. Hmm. Matches the color of your couch. I'm at a loss. Who you got? You looking to color your couch? I see it, yeah. Brown? But, yeah, I don't know. Brown? Batman villain? As an actor? Jeff, please don't say they're going to bring who I think you're just talking about. Who? Hush. Nah, dude. Clayface. Okay. for this work in uh, this Matt Reeves system? I don't know. Maybe they'll really strip Clayface down to just be an actor like a master disguised a la Zartan and that's how they do Clayface in this universe. I think a master disguised villain isn't the, a psycho. isn't the worst thing. Clayface isn't really he isn't really that big of a psycho. No, he's not, but neither is Riddler, so deal with it. Tis true. Tis true. All right, well, it's that magical time of the night. Dear brother, who's your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Well, as we are, uh, we take our last shots at DC, I think I'm going to take one more. Uh, my Dummy of the Week <laughs> is the people, uh, the executive board of Warner Brothers for giving the head of Warner Brothers and uh, Discovery a $39 million salary last year. I'm pretty sure those write downs and all that from all the WB and CW movies and I'm sorry, Warner Brothers movies could not have been good for business. And I keep seeing that HBO Max is losing money even though they gain subscribers. I am not looking at the nitty gritty of all this, but to give a CEO X amount, I mean, $39 million for probably losing them more money than they probably lost in the history of their company seems pretty freaking dumb to me. So they are my dummy of the week. For my dummy of the week, I'm going to go with Married at First Sight. Now, Married at First Sight has done this thing where a few seasons ago, I loved it. was a supplement to the standard watch these couples try to make a marriage out of this arranged marriage deal. It was called Couples Couch. And Couples Couch was an ingenious thing because they would feature four or five couples who'd gone through the experience gone through the experiment and stayed married and they're watching commenting on something that they had gone through themselves and it was really funny because it's like you know when like adults watch little kids oh you don't know nothing that's what they were doing they're providing commentary oh she sucks she's terrible communication you got to get in there do things awesome for the last few seasons, they have not done it. And I've been like, come on, man. Where's Couples Couch? It should not be expensive to do. All they need is a camera to show them watching the joint. So they brought it back. And the very first episode, they have a couple that's divorced. And it hasn't gotten out in the streets outside of social uh, outside of social media. So they're acting. Huh? You're talking about Lindy and whatever her husband, Miguel? No, 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 not that one. 
<laughs> Not that one. Olajuwon and Katina. Yeah, they were entertaining. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They at least put in work to try mm. to stay married. I'll give them credit for that. So then they didn't even have another couple because there's probably like 10 or 11, 10 couples who stayed together. And they had this couple that does a Married at First Sight podcast. Who cares? <laughs> and then they had Clara and Virginia Oid, who are not a couple, which is like most uh, egregious to a show called Couple Couch. But they failed at staying married. I'm like, why are we? Why are why are they here? Why are we talking to them? What what does their commentary mean whatsoever in this discussion? Oh yeah, I should have done that. I should have done that. No, nope, we're not gonna have that. They're like. <laughs> So goofy. Our self-reflection not, not gonna um, The aspect is like you have couples count. I mean, uh, what is it? Married at first sight. Then you have the after show, and then that's like we're trying to stretch this French. Oh, and we're gonna do go to the UK because maybe they don't know what the heck we're doing. No, they they so, they started this before America. What do we just screw up and we can't do this right properly? Well, but now we actually advertise it here, so. I may have to watch it to see some couples stay together. Somebody, I mean, I mean the, the percentage needs to go from complete trash, and you know, I, I, we can make it ten percent before the six month anniversary, and then after that, it's a zero. Yeah, and speaking of the after party, they don't always bring the full cast or you know three cast members from this current season. Like a few weeks back, they had Stasha on. I'm like, what's Stasha gonna say? And Stasha was all, "Oh yeah, this is giving me Mitch flashbacks." Oh, are you talking about another person who failed at staying married like you? Oh, and then there was this. Want to be throwing those shots, really? Yeah, they they were talking about a dog, and she was like, "Oh, I'm having Justin flashbacks." I'm like, "Oh, you mean Justin, who wasn't able to make his marriage work, like you? Gotcha, <laughs> you, <laughs> you." Make shout out to our guy Ming the Merciless. Awesome moment. Anyway, I'm gonna, I gotta go with them because you can't have a show called Couples Couch and then bring bring the rejects, the failures on the show commenting. Failures need to stay off of reality shows like this. We can't reward them for not working out in the concept of what we're supposed to be doing here. I don't want to see them again. Just let them go off into the ether of their lives before they showed up on the show. All right. Well, so yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about The Last Kingdom because you're going to watch some more of it by then. And hopefully we'll start watching some of these big movies that have come out because, you know, I can't go out at all times. I have to go at the special time where there's no one at the movie theater. But I'm definitely gunning to see John Wick 4. So hopefully we can talk about that. Booba Yaga. All right. Well, thank you as always, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you all out there for watching and listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed. (laughs) 